Well, good morning. Good to see you. Enjoying an extra hour's sleep last night? Did you really get it? I was up at 4.50, which is when I'd be up normal time. So I will probably peak somewhere during the sermon. And if I, you know, just be patient with me. I'm actually, I'm actually better when you lose an hour than I am when you gain an hour. But here we are, and I didn't, see, I didn't see some people coming like an hour early, which often happens, so good job. You're all, uh, you're all understanding the time change. Uh, we began, as we said last week, a, a series of messages on forgiveness, And um, we looked appropriately at our starting point is God's forgiveness of us. I mean, we've got to start there. Uh, God's gracious forgiveness, his vast, magnanimous forgiveness. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. It's possible for you to be absolutely forgiven and clean before God. God is willing and able to do that through Jesus Christ. Uh, The problem is, uh, you know, we have a problem with God. More correctly, I should say, God has a problem with us because of our sin and and our failure, and we are condemned. And Jesus, as we celebrated this morning, provided that forgiveness for us, taking our punishment on the cross and uh, pardoning us, forgiving us, cleansing us, reconciling us, restoring us. So great is the love and the care of God for us. But here's the thing. Um, When we think about our relationship with one another, uh, we have problems there too. It's not just with God. We have problems with other people. Uh, it, It is inevitable that we're going to have relational difficulties, that we're going to hurt somebody, uh, that we're going to sin against them, that we're going to offend them. Um, sometimes we don't even mean to do it. Like I, I know at times I've, I've hurt Gerda. I've said something that was insensitive or I've, I've offended her. I, it wasn't my attention. You know when that happens. And you go, oh man, I'm so sorry. I, that, that, I'm sorry you took it. I didn't mean it that way, or I shouldn't have done that, or, or I forgot you in this. And, 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 and sometimes we hurt each other uh, in, in ways that we're not even aware. It, it's unintentional. But there is a lot of an intentionality, too, in our hurting of other people as well. Uh, sometimes we feel justified in causing pain or, or getting revenge, or, or doing something to something, uh, someone, to bad behavior, ignoring them, forgetting them, speaking against them. And it's not hard to see where a lot of this comes from, because that kind of stuff is in us. It resides in us. I hate that stuff. You know, the, the jealousy the, the self-will, the self-centeredness, where I'm thinking it's all about me, it's all about me, um, about greed and pride and a vengeful spirit and all of that stuff that, that, that can lurk below the surface in our lives and find its way. And it's lethal to relationships. It's inbred in us, and we have this inclination 
to do things in relationships that God would not want and that are harmful. And we think about where you get it. Think about, with me for a moment, about toddlers. You ever watch toddlers put them together and play? What's the first thing they do? You've got something I want. They grab it, bonk the other kid over the head with it, cry and get into it. You know, it, it, it's, it's part of us. Don't you see? And so it's going to be inevitable that we're going to have problems and issues with other people in terms of relationships. We're going to struggle with some of those things. And uh, as we come to this, um, you know, I just was just thinking of uh, something that happened in our family uh, uh, some time ago. We, we had the privilege. Um, Gerda has a Dutch heritage, and she has uh, relatives over there. And, and quite a number of years ago, we went... Uh, to Holland with our children. It was, you know, a, a, a special time uh, to meet a lot of family that we'd never met. And um, we were going to see one uncle. And he was very gracious and welcoming and hospitable and so glad to see us as we came uh, to visit with him. Um, but there was another uncle that was not on speaking terms with him. And, um, and what he had done, what th- this uncle had done, um, they, they had early there was a family business and they were, were working out details of how that would happen and this, this one brother felt like he got shortchanged on it and from that time years and years and years ago he would have nothing to do with his brother. In fact what he did was he, he set up that uh, when he would die he would have just with his immediate family a very private service so that his brother wouldn't know that he died and couldn't come to his funeral. And that's exactly what happened. He died quietly, and then after that, then the notice was sent out. And um, you you see something like this, uh, you know, uh, overtures to to kind of reconcile. Let's let's put this let's put it behind us. What do I have to do? I will not. I will not. Resolute. And some of us may know and understand what that's like because we're carrying hurts and and there's stuff that people have done to us and we're having a hard time getting over that. Well, this morning we want to think about that because all of us fail in that way. Husbands and wives um, with a lack of forgiveness on the basis of of what has been done. Uh, Kids maybe ticked off with their parents and and at least for a time, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to be there. A boss who favored somebody else and, and uh, gave them a leg up on you. And you were struggling and, and uh, didn't protect you, didn't care for you. A co-worker who was saying things about you and nasty things about you. And you refused to forgive. And, and you just can't be with that person. That nasty neighbor who sends his dog onto your lawn to do his business. Who, who shouts at your kids and won't let let them near his property, uh, stuff like that. Uh, the spouse that violated their wedding vows and, um, and, and failed miserably that way. The kid who bullies you on the schoolyard. Uh, all of us have things, relational problems that we deal with. And, um, and how do you respond to those hurts? Uh, how, do you, how do you deal with those offenses and sins against you? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about the area of forgiveness. And God calls us to forgive one another the offenses toward each other. And so 
I just want to go through and talk to you a little bit about uh, forgiveness and what it looks like in this way. Uh, The first thing I want to talk to you about is the basis for forgiveness. The basis for for forgiveness. Um, In the Lord's Prayer, there are three personal requests made in in the Lord's Prayer. And um, the first first request is... uh, uh, Give us this day our daily bread. Take care of our needs, Lord. We come to you. We look to you to take care of our needs. There's the request. Lead us not into temptation. Don't let us get into a situation that is over our heads and we're tempted. Uh, Keep us from temptation. And and the middle one between these two is uh, in Matthew 6 and verse 12. Forgive us our debts because we sin against God. We're indebted to God because of our sins. Uh, Forgive us our debts, but wait a minute. As we also have forgiven our debtors. So God wants us to forgive on the basis that we are forgiven. So the basis of being forgiven, he asks us in that mode to forgive others also. As we forgive have forgiven our debtors. We're called in terms of receiving the forgiveness of God, of extending that to others. That's the base. To release them from the hurts or the offenses that they have committed towards you. We forgive on the basis of being forgiven. We do for others what God does for us. That's the basis. But we go on to the model of forgiveness. The model of forgiveness, because God in Christ modeled what forgiveness looks like. We're to take our cues from God. In Ephesians 4, 32, it says this, be kind and compassionate to one another, ready? Forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. We're looking for a model of forgiveness. How do we do forgiveness? Who do we look to? We look to God. We look to the Son of God who says, now you forgive and and here's what it looks like. This is what I did for you. This is is how I reached out to you. Uh, I forgave you in Christ. I gave my Son. He was was in the presence of the angels of heaven being worshipped and adored. He he left the, the, the strictures uh, of uh, entered into the strictures of, of humanity, entering into time and space, taking on a physical body, being subject to, to parental figures in his life, living a perfect and sinless life as a human being, and giving his life uh, as, uh, as a, uh, a sacrifice to reconcile us. He became like us to do all that with us. You want an example of forgiveness You want a model to follow. You look at God and what God did with his son. He modeled that for us. And then the extent of forgiveness. Um, You know, we, I don't know about you, but I have some, I have some boundaries in terms of forgiveness. I have, you know, I'll, I'll forgive you so far, but, uh, but it has limitations, and, and we need to understand, like, to what extent are we supposed to forgive others? Uh, we want to follow God. So, so how does forgiveness, what, is it, what does it look like? And on the heels of that discussion, uh, we want to look at when we offend, uh, offend somebody, and, and in fact, 
Earlier in Matthew 18, he talks about when you offend others, how do you deal with it? You go one-on-one and deal with the forgiveness, and if that doesn't work, you bring another couple people to witness, and, and, and then you bring it before the whole church. And so there's a little thing. And so, so Peter is thinking to himself, okay, how often do I have to forgive somebody who offends me or sins against me? And, and uh, Peter is pretty... Uh, uh, feels he's pretty magnanimous in the offer he's going to make. He says to Jesus, um, how many times, and, and you need to know that in, in the, the rabbi's uh, parlance and in their view, what happened was they would forgive three times. You know, that's, maybe that's how we got it in uh, baseball. Three strikes and you're out. One time, I'll forgive you. Two times, I'll forgive you. Three times, you're out. That's it. There's no more forgiveness. So Peter, uh, good old Peter, uh, you know, I kind of see him like winking at the Lord and going, like, Lord, how often should we forgive somebody? Let's look at the verse. Matthew 18. Peter comes to Jesus and asks, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Rabbis say three times. Hey, get a load of this. Seven times. How's that? How's that, Lord? Hmm, have I got it? And Jesus says, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times, or 70 times seven. 490 times. And I think the point wasn't that, that Peter was taking out some parchment, and every time James did something against him, went one, two, three, four, five, and then count up the fives and said, John, you've done it now 490 times. That's it. The point was this. You keep forgiving. You keep forgiving because it's who you are. It's who you are inside. And, 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 um, and so it's immeasurable. Like the forgiveness of God, it's immeasurable. You forgive because it's what you do. Well... There is a peril in forgiveness, or unforgiveness, I should say. There's a peril in unforgiveness. Jesus concludes the Lord's Prayer. This, is, to me, is fascinating. So, you know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And, and he goes through this whole thing. And at the end of the prayer, there's a little, there's a little uh, footnote, if you will, that he puts in there. And um, he says this in Matthew 6. When he finishes the Lord's Prayer, he says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Mm. This This sounds like Jesus is really intent on this whole thing. This sounds like this this. Forgiveness thing is something that we can't just blow off. For if you forgive, God forgives you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive you. When God repeatedly forgives you over and over and over and over again, and you refuse to forgive others, you just shut off the tap of God's grace and his blessing and mercy to you. What a terrible thing. 
See, some of you may be holding out because you can't forgive someone who's done something against you and you don't realize you're hurting yourself. You're shutting down God's blessing in your life. And that's such a critical thing. When you leave those offenses unresolved and you refuse to reconcile, you refuse to let it go, you're hurting yourself. It's perilous to withhold forgiveness from others. Now, in the call to forgive others, I think we need to come to an understanding of our debt. And I want to look at a situation that Jesus dealt with in Matthew chapter 18. Um, I'll invite you to turn there for a minute with me if you want. Matthew 18, it's page 824. That is, if you don't have your Bible with you, there's a, there's a Bible in front of you, in the rack in front of you, and you can turn to page 24. And we have Jesus um, on the heels of Peter asking, uh, Lord, how often do I have to uh, forgive somebody who sins against me? Uh, seven, okay. No, 70 times seven. 70 times seven. And so on the heels of that, Jesus tells a story. Here's his story. The story goes like this in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Um, a talent is a measurement in Bible times. A talent is the highest monetary standard that you can get. It's actually a weight. And the best of uh, our discoveries is that that weight was somewhere between 75 and 100 pounds. This guy owed 10,000 talents. Now, if we were talking about the price of gold, we'd be talking several billion, okay, billion dollars. This guy, has, who has been in the service, a civil servant, has, has blown and, and, and lost something like $10 billion. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had uh, and payment to be made. Okay, so what, what he's going to get is nothing. Nothing compared to this debt. This debt is so far. Can you imagine if you had to come up with $10 billion? Um, there's no way. And, and um, so the servant fell on his knees imploring him, have patience with me and I'll pay you everything. Really? Give your head a shake. You can't repay this. Be patient with me, I'll pay it all. And, and, and what, what, this, what the, the, the Lord does here is when that same, uh, he says, and out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. Can you imagine that? Billions of dollars. He, he could never repay. It was, it was forgiven. Gone. Done. I wrote it off. You're free. Leave jail. Go. It's okay. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. So a hundred denarii is a, a, a laborer would make about one denarii a day. It was what a day laborer would make for going out and, and whatever he did. So 
this is, this is a, like a little over three months' wages. So this guy who was forgiven the billions has somebody who owes him a few thousand dollars. And, um, and uh, here's, here's what happened. He seized him and began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. And he refused, and he went out and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. And when his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. They knew what he was forgiven, and now they see him take this guy who owes them a few measly thousand dollars that could easily be paid, who's going to put him in jail so he can't work and can't earn it and can't pay it back unless somehow his family, family members will, will rally to his support. And, and he is merciless with this guy. And, and, and so the co-worker said, this is, I mean, this is terrible. Who could do this? Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debts. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. You think, you think Jesus is serious about forgiveness understanding our debt this guy owed one six hundred thousandth of what the other guy owed i mean he was forgiven everything but the grace that he received he was not willing to offer to someone else he failed to show that what he had could never ever be paid off there was, uh, Will read a beautiful story from Jesus. Uh, guys, you can, you can go up here now. Um, a beautiful story from Jesus. Jesus is invited by a Pharisee to have dinner at somebody's place. And, and he, he comes in and he sits down as they would. They'd have a cushion. They'd have a, you know, a table that's like so high off the floor they would... They'd lean on a cushion, and, and he says, here's, here's what happened. While, while he was there, this woman who understands that Jesus is at a party at this guy's place comes into the house, stays behind Jesus. She begins to weep. Her, her, her tears are falling down on the feet of Jesus. She unloosens her hair, and, and, and crying, she begins to wipe his feet. She's kissing his feet, wiping his dirty feet with her hair and kissing his feet. And Simon is going, oh man, this is awkward. Then she takes out an alabaster jar and she takes some very uh, expensive perfume and ointment and she begins to rub it on the feet of Jesus. And, And the host is going, man, like, if Jesus were really a prophet, he would know that this is a bad woman. This is like, it doesn't tell us what she was, but 
thought is she's probably a prostitute or something like that. Here, pouring out her heart at Jesus' feet. And Jesus, uh, Jesus confronted with this, says, uh, understanding what Simon was thinking. Like, why does he let her do that? And Simon, Simon says, I want to tell you a story. Uh, Jesus says to Simon, I want to tell you a story. There was a person who owed 50,000 denarii. And there's a guy who owed 50. And the guy that they owed it to forgave them both. And he said this, which, which do you think loved him more? Which, who loved him more? And they said, well, he said, well, the guy, I guess, who was forgiven more. He said, that's right. Who is forgiven much, loves much. Listen to this song, will you? <laughs> 